What a beautiful day God has given us to come together as his children to worship him. Appreciate the songs that our brother Bo has led us in this morning. And I hope that you have thought about the words of those songs because they go very well with what we are going to be speaking about in this particular session. I'm sure all of us are familiar with the the words of the wise man in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6. Probably if we had to pick out uh, one particular verse or one particular saying in the book of Proverbs, this would at least be in the top five or the top ten, I would think. Where the wise man says to us there in that verse, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I think on the surface, all of us sitting in this room this morning, whatever age we are, whatever experience uh, we may have, uh, whatever experience level we might be at in life, I think all of us can understand, at least on some level, that little nugget of truth, probably all of us have seen that particular saying or that particular truism uh, in action in our own lives, maybe when we were children, or maybe looking at the lives of other people, we have seen that that has come to pass. But if we look at that particular verse, Proverbs 22 and verse 6, from the standpoint of a parent, and especially those of us who our who are parents, if we consider that truism that we are to train up a child in the way that he should go and when he is old, he will not depart from it, we might be thinking, how exactly do we carry that out with our own children? And if we kind of dig under the surface a little bit, we not only understand what the Proverbs writer is saying to us, but maybe we begin to think about the challenges that go along with bringing that to fruition. How do we do that practically? And those challenges, if we're not careful, can overwhelm our minds as parents as we think about the awesome responsibility that God has given to us to train our children, to discipline our children, not just in a punitive sense, not just from a negative standpoint, but even from a positive standpoint as we think about the word discipline really at at its core is describing for us training. How do we go about that? What is involved in training our children? How do I instill within my children a pure, humble, and honest heart that diligently seeks God? In short, I think we are asking the question, how do I shape my children's hearts for God? While God certainly has given both parents, both fathers and mothers, the work of shaping our children's hearts for Him. Since today is Mother's Day and we are thinking about our moms and we are honoring our moms, especially on this day, this lesson this morning and this hour is going to be specifically aimed at those who are mothers in the audience. I think there's something obviously for all of us to take away from this particular study. But for those of you who are mothers, I hope that you will listen especially closely. As we think about shaping hearts for God, we will begin by seeing some heart-shaping tools that God has given to us as parents, especially, again, to those who are mothers, some tools that we have at our disposal to do that work of shaping our children's hearts 
for him. And then we want to end this morning by considering the rewards that we and our children will reap from the efforts to shape their hearts for God. So I want us to think, first of all, about three tools, I believe, that the Bible gives us that parents, especially moms, have at our disposal to shape our children's hearts for God. The first one is that we need to shape our own heart for God. It starts with us. I want you to go to the book of Deuteronomy. We probably, many of us are familiar with the words of, of God, of Moses, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, those words are pretty much repeated in chapter 11, and that's where I want us to go for a few minutes this morning. Deuteronomy chapter 11, and to begin uh, reading at verse 13. Deuteronomy 11 at verse 13 beginning. Moses says here, It shall come about if you listen obediently to my commandments, which I am commanding to you today, to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, that, that he will give the rain for your land in its season, the early and late rain, that you may gather in your grain and your new wine and your oil. He will give grass in your fields for your cattle and you will eat and be satisfied. Beware that your hearts are not deceived and that you do not turn away and serve other gods and worship them. Or the anger of the Lord will be kindled against you and he will shut up the heavens, so that there will be no rain and the ground will not yield its fruit, and you will perish quickly from the good land which the Lord is giving you. You shall therefore impress these words of mine on your heart and on your soul, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall teach them to your sons, talking of them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates, so that your days and the days of your sons may be multiplied on the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, as long as the heavens remain above the earth. I want you to notice, and hopefully you already have, just how often God, speaking here, says to his children, as he's talking, first of all, obviously not to the younger generation. He's not talking specifically to those who are children among the Israelites. He's talking to the parents of those children. And how much he says to them before he gets to what we know uh, probably pretty readily there at verse 19 about teaching these things to your sons, about talking to them at every moment of life and every part of your day when you're leaving your house, when you're coming back to your house, when you're rising up in the morning to go about your day's activities, when you're uh, at the close of the day, when you're lying down, just every opportunity you as parents take to teach your children, to talk to your children about God. Before God gets to all of those things, he says there at verse 10, you, those who are parents, you shall impress these words of mine on your heart and on your soul. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. Even verse 20, you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. So the first instruction here is not to children. The first instruction obviously is to parents. That we have to be shaping our own heart for God. We've got to be molding and fashioning our own heart that it looks like the heart of God and a heart that wants to serve and to please Him. 
And so in order for us as parents, in order for those who are moms here this morning to shape their children's hearts for God, they first of all have to be shaping their own heart for God. For those of you who are mothers and fathers, but as we're speaking specifically to mothers this morning, your your children can know whether you are shaping your heart for the one true God of heaven and earth or whether you're shaping your heart for the many false gods of this world, like was the temptation and often the children of Israel went in that direction. And they can know that just by how you live before them every day. You don't have to open your mouth. (laughs) I mean, our children, whatever age they are, they're pretty smart, aren't they? Uh, Sometimes those of us who are parents, we, we see a reflection of ourselves in our children, don't we? Sometimes that's a good reflection. Sometimes it's not not a very pretty picture because we think about ourselves, maybe hopefully not in the stage that we're at uh, right now as parents, but we can see ourselves in years gone by. Maybe we can even think about if we remember when we were children, we can see that our son or our daughter is, is, is kind of looking like us at that particular age. Maybe we get frustrated with that sometimes. Maybe we get angry at our children because... They're going in the same direction that we went. But our children are very smart. You know, we can fool a lot of people. We can put on a a facade, a mask for a lot of folks, but it's very hard to do that with our children, isn't it? Because they can see right through that. And so moms, you you are teaching your children, whether you know it or not, just by the way that you live every day. Let me just ask you a few questions, and these are just a few to kind of get you thinking in this direction. But for those who are moms, which book do your children see you reading more? Is it God's book? (laughs) Or is it some book that some person, some man or woman has written? I'm not saying that it's wrong for us to read things other than the Word of God, other than the Bible. But what are your children going to remember as they grow up and leave the house that mom was a a woman who was devoted to God, who listened maybe to the Word of God, you know, because technology that we have today, uh, Anna has done that a lot of listening uh, to the Bible being read. We have apps on our phones. As you're just going about the day's activities, maybe you don't have time to physically sit down and open a book, but you're still letting God's Word get into your mind and guard your heart. How do you react to life's frustrations throughout the day and especially when your children are young and they're at home and you're at home with them, maybe as a mother, and there's going to be a lot of frustrations. There's going to be a lot of uh, tension there sometimes. There's going to be a lot of disappointments in the way that a particular day goes. Do they see, do your children see you reacting to those frustrations throughout the day in a godly way or in a human way? Does how you discipline your children show them that you're giving your heart to God or not? Some of these things uh, Brother Drew has been going through in his Wednesday night class on parenting in the back classroom. And it's just been a, a, a very excellent study in my judgment. But to think about those things, even how just you conduct yourself around the house, maybe even how you as a, as a woman, as a wife, as a mother, how you dress before your children. That, that's, that's sending some message about whether you're trying to be a godly person, a person whose heart is reflecting God or a person whose heart is reflecting the world. So if 
your heart as a mom is not being shaped for God, it's going to be almost impossible. You're not going to be successful, I don't think, in shaping the hearts of your children for God. Again, everything that we're saying this morning applies to those of us who are fathers as well. But as we're thinking specifically about mothers, to think about some of these questions. So we have to, as parents, shape our heart for God if we're going to shape our children's hearts for God. The second tool I believe that God has given to us is what I would call we need to have regular heart talks with our children. I want you to go to the book of Proverbs for just a moment. As we are trying to mold and shape our heart for God as parents, then we need to make sure that we're communicating that to our children as well. In the book of Proverbs, in Proverbs chapter 3, beginning at verse 5, uh, some other, some more, I'm sure, very familiar words to us as well. Proverbs 3 and verse 5, beginning, the wise man here says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. My son, do not reject the discipline of the Lord or loathe his reproof. For whom the Lord loves, he reproves, even as a father corrects the son in whom he delights." Obviously, this text is not so much a mother speaking to her child. This is a father giving some godly counsel, some godly wisdom, some godly advice to his son. But it is also good for mothers to instill this heart wisdom in their children. And obviously, as even Drew pointed out in our class last, last Wednesday, it, it, was, it is God's uh, design, it is God's intention that there be a mother and a father that are trying to raise our children. They're trying to train our children and shape our children's hearts for God. That it's not just designed for one parent alone to do this awesome, uh, huge task that God has given us as parents. And so there's a role for fathers to play, there's a role for mothers to play, there's a role for us as mothers and fathers, to be joined in this work together. But as we're speaking to mothers, it's good for mothers to instill this kind of wisdom in their children as well. And so moms, as your children are growing older, are you teaching them by word and deed, by your example, but also by referencing Scripture, by going to the Word of God and showing them the importance in their own life, however old or young they are, the need for them to totally trust the Lord with all of their heart, no matter what the circumstances are in life, no matter what the consequences are for trusting God, for obeying God, for standing in His way. Are you as a mom teaching your children the value of seeking the Lord's wisdom and not the world's wisdom or their own wisdom? That, that seems to be at the crux of this particular uh, instruction here as we just started there at verse 5 a few minutes ago. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all of your ways, and He will make your paths straight. We, we've got to instill that in our children at a very early age. But as they are aging, as they are growing, as they are experiencing more of the world around us, 
uh, notice something that, that all of us as parents, but especially moms, can instill in our children when you come to verses 9 and 10, to honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. As they are aging, as they are learning maybe the value of possessions, they're learning the value of money. Maybe they are working around the house. Maybe we are, are paying them something for doing uh, some work around the house, inside or out. Maybe they have reached the point in their life where they are not only going to school and doing school activities, but uh, they have gotten a part-time job and they are learning the value of money to make sure that our children are honoring God by putting Him first, even as it comes to our worldly possessions and wealth. As our children, maybe they haven't gotten to this point, but maybe we're helping them to make a budget. And the money that they earn, that they're going to, first of all, set aside some money to give to God and to His work and to His cause. And to instill in them, again, to shape their heart that God needs to be honored first and foremost in their life. Although generally speaking, those who are mothers are, are with their children for probably more hours a day than those of us who are fathers are. Your days can become so busy, moms, that maybe you forget to communicate God's wisdom to them. And it's not that you're trying to communicate a bad message to your children or a worldly message. It's just maybe you're so exhausted, you're so worn out that your mind is just focused on the task that I have to accomplish today. And I would say to the, all of us who are parents, but especially to those who are mothers, this ought to be among the tasks that you want to accomplish every day, that you're trying to take advantage of opportunities when you rise up, when you lie down, when you leave your house, when you're coming back, when you're at the ball field or the grocery store or wherever you are in life, to take advantage of those opportunities to communicate God's wisdom to your children. So take the time to have regular heart talks with your children. And that will, of course, be age appropriate. <laughs> you can't have a conversation with a three-year-old that you're going to have with your 13-year-old. <laughs> They're going to be at a different level of understanding. But to very early on, just kind of make it a priority in your life and in your family that you're going to talk to your children about the importance of guarding their heart and giving their heart first and foremost to God. And that is the third tool that I want us to think about for a few minutes, is that those of us who are parents, and especially those who are moms, have the tool of guarding our children's hearts. Over in the next chapter, in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, again, kind of in the same uh, frame of mind as we just read these words back in chapter 3 about the wise man giving his son some instructions, some godly wisdom. Uh, here he says at verse 23, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs or the issues of life. So mothers, your children's hearts are precious. Your children's hearts are pure, at least at a very early age. But whatever age your children are, do all that you can do to guard their hearts. As they get older, to help them learn how to guard their hearts to help them learn some safeguards that God has given us when temptations begin to come their way, when they are bombarded with uh, the world's thinking and the world's way of living, 
to give our children the tools that they need that they can have the strength to stand up to Satan and say no to him. All of us who are parents, moms and dads, need to remember that our enemy, the devil, is out to captivate our children. He is out to destroy our children's hearts. You know, I think I've said this to you. We don't watch a lot of TV, at least a lot of TV with commercials. Uh, But I, I have watched enough commercials in my lifetime to know that a lot of those commercials now are targeted not to those of us who are adults necessarily, but they're targeted to our children. And some of those products may be fine for, for kids, but a lot of those things is trying to really brainwash our children, the younger generation, to think in a certain way, to get into their minds and to help them to think not in the way that God wants them to think, but to help them to, them to think in the way that Satan wants them to think. And if you can do that successfully over a number of years, then when they get grown, when they're teenagers, when they're young adults, when they're middle age, then you can kind of control the way that they live, the choices that they make in life. Uh, It is interesting that that works certainly in the negative, but it also works in the positive. (laughs) That if we as parents can get into our children's minds, as we've already talked about, we can shape their hearts for God. We can try to influence their thinking in God's ways at a very early age. Hopefully that will stick and they will make right choices as they get older and go in the way of God. But Satan is pulling out all the stops to do that with media, obviously. Maybe it's with our children's friends. Maybe it's with their school environment. Maybe it's with their sports team. Maybe it's the place that they work. And I'm not saying to you that we can get out of the world. (laughs) I mean, Jesus, even in his prayer in John chapter 17, prayed that not that God would take those of us who are disciples of his out of the world, but that he would keep us from the evil one. But we as parents need to be guarding our children's hearts and helping them do the same. So especially at an early age, those of us who are parents, those who are moms even, can watch our children's influences. We can watch what they are putting into their minds. Because what is going into their hearts at an early age is is probably going to drive what their daily decisions are later in life. And so that's three things I think that we can do to help shape our children's hearts for God. In the time that we have remaining this morning, I want us to think about why are we doing this? Uh, As we've even talked again in the parenting class on Wednesday nights, sometimes it can be very easy for us. We know maybe in the back of our mind, yeah, to be reacting in this way. Yes, I'm exhausted. I'm tired uh, as a parent. Uh, but we know, you know, we need, we need to really put forth more effort. We need to put in more work to shape our children's hearts for God. But we're just kind of sometimes in the moment and we're not thinking about the big picture. Uh, we, we talked last Wednesday in the parenting class about process and just trying to, to do what God does with us as our heavenly father as a parent. The Bible tells us that God is able to see the end from the beginning, <laughs> You know, we're not able to do that perfectly like God is, obviously, as parents. But if we are trying to shape our own heart for God, as we talked about this morning where we began the lesson, if we are are putting God's wisdom and God's instructions into our mind and into our life, the more we do that as parents, the more we're going to think like God and the more we will be able to see the end of our child's 
life from the beginning. So I want us to think about the rewards for, for doing this. In Proverbs chapter 14 at verse 1, and we're going to stay here in the book of Proverbs uh, for the next few minutes. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 1. Um, again, these, these are just kind of general statements, I realize. And uh, the wise man, God, doesn't give us the specifics of how we go about doing this. So we have to take these truths, these principles, and then we have to think about how do, how do we apply it to our life? How do we apply it to our specific situation as parents? But he says here in Proverbs 14, verse 1, The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish tears it down with her own hands. You know, it is very easy to see progress, isn't it? When you're building a physical house. I mean, you can probably go over to your particular house that, that whether you uh, actually are building it or you're paying someone to build that, you can go Every day, and you can see progress. You can see, well, now they have the foundation laid, and then the next few days they've got starting to get the frame up, and then they're putting the roof on, and then, you know, you can see all of those things in building a physical house. Sometimes it's very difficult for us, though. It's a lot harder for us to see progress when one is building a home, when one is building a family. But I believe that is the thought here, not so much about a woman building a physical structure for her family to live in, but one building her family. When a wise woman builds her house, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hand. Sometimes the result of a mother's work with her children isn't seen till 10 or 20 or 30 or maybe 40 or more years down the road. And because, especially as Americans, a lot of times we're impatient. <laughs> I mean, we want to see results right now. I'm, I'm kind of, that's kind of my personality. I want to see results today. You know, and, and you may be wondering, why in the world did you get into the business you're doing of being a preacher? <laughs> uh, because oftentimes you don't see results right now. You know, a sermon or a class or an article or a conversation I have with someone, I'm just planting a seed maybe, and I don't see results Till years down the road, maybe I'll never see those results, but maybe that seed takes hold after I'm gone. And so it is with a parent's work. Sometimes we don't see the rewards till years down the road, but if a mother has done all that she can to shape her children's hearts for God, eventually I believe it will be evident in their lives. We don't have this song in, in our songbook. It's in the Hymns for Worship book. Uh, it's entitled, Thank You, Lord, for Homes. So Brother Huey Hartzell wrote that a number of years ago. But in that particular song, he says, In our hands, parents, in our hands, as clay, they are molded, our children, ever learning morn and eve, what a heritage we are leaving, precious children who believe. And, you know, the Bible talks about our children being a heritage in, in uh Psalm 127, about our children being a reward for us as parents. In Proverbs chapter 10, at verse 1, we've looked at some of these passages. I don't know if it was in a Mother's Day sermon last year or sometime since I have been here. But Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 1, uh, the Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish son is a grief to his mother over in chapter 17 and verse 25. Chapter 17 and verse 25, here the wise man says, A foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her who bore him. And then over in chapter 29 and verse 15, 
The wise man also says here, the rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child who gets his own way brings shame to his mother. Obviously, these are, are statements that are in the negative. They're, they're thinking about the negative side of parenting, about our children growing up and not, not having hearts for God. But if they are true in the negative, I would say how much more are they true in the positive that a child whose heart has been shaped to serve God is a joy to his mother. That, that child is sweetness to her who bore him. That child brings her not shame in her life, but that child brings her honor. And that is the reward that she can enjoy in this earthly life. And then, of course, I think we probably all know the words toward the end of the description of the worthy woman in chapter 31 of Proverbs, beginning at verse 28. Here the writer says, Her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the product of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. A mom's reward is not, and really a father's reward, I think, is the same way. But a mom's reward, the, the wise man says here, is not in some earthly position. It's not in some earthly prestige, some earthly honor, uh, some certificate or trophy that you can put up on the wall or on your shelf. They said, that's, that's not the reward that you get for shaping your own heart for God and shaping your children's hearts for God. He says, rather the reward that you obtain is sincere praise from your husband and spiritual blessing from your children. And ultimately, a mom's reward for shaping her children's hearts for God is the same as her husband's. And that is seeing their children become God's children. And I know that there are a number of parents in this audience this morning that have experienced that. I think of all the days that will be great days in my life will hopefully be the day when my children become children of God. When maybe even I can baptize them into Christ. That that will just be a joyful day. And that is our reward as parents, to see our children become God's children. But more than that, to spend eternity together with our perfect father. He is a perfect father. He is a loving father. He is a forgiving father. He, he is perfect in every way. We as fathers and mothers here in this earthly life, we, we, we're imperfect. We don't always make the right choices with ourselves or with our children. But our heavenly father is perfect in every way. And we all want to be together in eternity with God. And that is the reward. That's what we have to keep in mind, fathers and mothers, in the daily frustrations of life when it seems like our children aren't getting it, <laughs> when we have to go over the same thing again and again and again. We need to keep that goal in mind that we want our children to be God's children and we want to spend eternity together with Him. Let's pray very quickly before we go to our classes. Our wonderful Father, you are a loving Father. You are a perfect Father. You parent us, parent us in the right way at all times. You always know the right thing to say. You always know the right direction that you want us to go. 
Our Father, we are thankful on this day and every day for those among us who are mothers, who have devoted their lives to this most worthy and noble cause, to this very much needed work, especially in our time. And we ask that you would be with them, that you would bless them, that you would give them the tools that they need to shape and to train our children so that they can love you, that they can trust you, that they can obey you. They can seek and serve you all the days of their life. Father, we honor them for the work that they do, for we know that we have all been influenced by good mothers that have helped us along the way, that have helped us in our relationship with you. Please bless them and help us to praise them and to honor them with the lives that we live. And this is our prayer through your son, Jesus. Amen.